So I have the great privilege tonight to talk about global legacy and our local and national, what we're doing. And uh, I'm really excited about today because today I get to talk about stuff that I've been carrying for years. Today I actually get to talk about stuff that God planted in me about 30 years ago. And it's starting to become a reality. And that is very cool. That's very cool. I was very young. I was very young. Was. That was rude, Tim. <laughs> but I was very young. Very young. See, as disciples of Jesus, our worldview should always be bigger than us. Half the problem today is that the, all people see is their opinion and what impacts them. A disciple of Jesus' worldview must be bigger than who you are. It must be wider than you are. It must be longer than you are. It must have a higher cause than you have because that's what being a disciple is. You see, we encounter Jesus. We come into relationship with him. And at that moment, he brings transformation into our world. We are transformed and we are being transformed. And then, then he goes, fantastic. Now you're my transformer agents. Where you go. Go and bring transformation into wherever you are, whatever you're doing, into your school, into your university, into your workplace, into your city, into your country, the nations of the world. Go and be an agent of transformation wherever you are. That's pretty cool. Which means this. You and I all have a part to play in global legacy. It's easy to sit there sometimes or sit wherever you're sitting and going, well, I've done my bit. You know, I showed up at church this Sunday. I've done my bit. Well done for showing up at church. But it doesn't mean you've done your bit. It just means you showed up at church. Oh, I wrote a check out for missions. Oh, there's no such thing as checks anymore. I epost, pay waved for missions. Fantastic. It's so good that you do that. But that doesn't mean I've done all that God's called me for, for missions and for global legacy. It means I've made a step in the right direction and I've, and I've advanced. But there's so much more and you've got a part to play. You've got a part to play in the purposes of God. God, when he designed you, when he, when he created you, when he gave you skills and gifts and different things, he had a purpose in mind that no one else can fill. I, I know the, the story of um, Reinhard Bonnke, one of the greatest evangelists the world's ever seen. And I think... When God called him, if I've got my, my numbers right, God said, serve me, Reinhard, in Africa. And in the conversation, God said, can you please serve me? I've asked three others, and they've all said no. I wonder how many of us have said no. I mean, he's gone on to see over 80 million give their hearts to Jesus. He's, he's with Jesus right now, but seen 80 million give their hearts, their lives to Jesus. I wonder how many of us have actually missed out on something that God had called us to because we didn't have the courage to say yes and step into it. If that's you and you're sitting there going, Blood, I've done that, I know I've done it, don't worry, it's not the end of the story. It doesn't finish there. You'll get another opportunity to say yes. He always gives another opportunity. Or maybe you need to back up. I feel like I'm prophesying right now. Maybe you need to back up and adjust your decisions and your direction and your pathway. I really feel like I'm speaking to a couple of people right now. And if that's what God's saying to you, just do that. Just do what he tells you to do.
So we're called to global legacy. We're activating community transformation. The question is, ne is never if we're doing that. It's always where primarily am I doing that and how primarily am I doing that? Because we're all called. Whenever, wherever, be like Jesus. We're all called. And when we signed up, when we said yes to Jesus, when we invited him into our world, we died to self, we lived for Christ, that's what we signed up for. We signed up for a life of discipleship, a life of action, a life of serving him, serving the king, a life of living on the edge for Jesus. That's what we signed up for. It's pretty exciting. How do I know this? The Bible tells me that. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, we call it the Great Commission. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I am always with you, even till the end of the age. It's fantastic. Where did, where did he send us? John 20, 21. Again, he said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus sent you. He didn't go, I'm sending some of you. He didn't say, I'm going to send the third row and no one else. He said, you. That's all of us. He says, I send you. Mark 16, 15. Where did he send us? He said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So that's wherever he, he tells you to go. Go. All the world. Fantastic. Uh, what's he wanted you to do when you get there? Back to Matthew. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So he's sent every person into every place to see people um, come into relationship with Jesus to get baptized, and we're to teach them to be obedient to the ways of God. It's pretty simple, really. It's not, that, it's not like rocket science. It's just you've got to do it. And how are we going to do that? Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And from there, you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's like contextualized. That is Hamilton, Waikato, New Zealand, and the ends of the earth. Everywhere. Wherever God sends you, that's where you want to be. The best place for you to live is where God wants you. The most purposed life you will ever live is when you're obedient, obedient to what God's called you to do. So, you put all those verses together and essentially it's saying we are all called to community transformation. How do I know that? Because Community transformation only really happens with Jesus. You know, we, we can bring all the right stuff, we can do the right stuff, and that's really important, but true, lasting community transformation happens through relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it happens. And then out of that, things just blow. Uh, blow. Yeah, they do, they blow, they explode, they grow. I had blow and go and grow all in my head at the same time so we're commanded we're commissioned to community transformation and that's what our global legacy is about our global legacy must look like community transformation in some way some shape in some form so let's talk about activate church shall we for a minute that's us it's not a building it's us it's us it's people Activating community transformation wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. God's made it very clear to us that our job is to stamp a thumbprint of the kingdom of God on the city, on the nation, and on the nations. 
I think that's really exciting. The next stage of that, I'm going to talk about it shortly as a faith precinct. But whatever we do, the Holy Spirit's made it quite clear that we need to do it in such a way that the major aspects can be relocatable, scalable, and replicable. Wherever we go, it means reaching out all the time, never settling. Never settling for status quo, but always reaching out and reaching further. We do that by our, uh, um, you know, really pursuing our values as well, courageous purpose, belonging, kingdom-focused, and big-hearted, which is exciting. But here's the thing. As a church, we've been around for over 80 years. I know you think it's not long, but we have been. We haven't always been here. In Hamilton, we've been in different locations, and then we're in Hamilton East, and we're Old Hall, and then they built a new building there and made it cool, and then they came here in 1989, and in 19, what did I say? 1980, 90, 90, 90, 90 something, a long time ago, and then, um, then we're going to move from here at some point quite soon, actually. I'll tell you about it soon. So we've been around for over 80 years, and one way or another, this church has always been about activating community transformation. Hasn't used that exact phrase, but the ethos, the heart, the mission of the church has always been about that. And so with what God's got in front of us now, we're just stepping into the next season. That's all we're doing. We haven't changed direction. Uh, things will look different, but we haven't changed direction and trying. No, no, we're just into the next chapter of what God's called this church to do and who this church is. So I love that. I love that God thinks long. I love that he's happy to play the long game. Time doesn't seem to bother him. Salvation. We are thousands of years into the salvation plan. I don't hear him panicking about that. We are thousands of years in. He's playing the long game. Why? Because he wants every person possible with him for eternity. He's playing the long game. He's happy to do that. God's thoughts, at the very, very least, are, gene are multiple generations. At the very least. He thinks at least that long. At the very least. Genesis 9, after the flood, you know, he gave the rainbow. The rainbow was a sign of the promise of his covenant for perpetual generations to come. We still see rainbows. When I see a rainbow, I see a promise from God. When I see a rainbow, I see a God that says, I love you, and I'm working with you for an ultimate outcome. That's what a rainbow tells me. Despite what the world may say, that's what a rainbow tells me. That God is at work. That God is at work, and he never fails. Jump to the New Testament, Ephesians 3, 20, 21. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. He's playing the long game, through all generations. All that to say, our expectation should be that vision that God entrusts us with, because it's God's vision. It's not ours, it's not yours, it's God's. He entrusts it. And says, would you partner with me? Would you go on a journey? Let's work this thing out together. But it's his. It's God's vision. It's much bigger than us. And it will last well beyond ourselves. In fact, I would be bold, as, bold to say that if the vision you carry for your life, you can achieve on your own and can be fully achieved and realized in your lifetime, it's probably not God's vision for your life. It's too small. 
What credit will God get if I do something that I can do? I'll just slap myself on the back and say, well done, Sheridan. Man, you're awesome. You're so clever. No, no. God says, let me take control of your life and I'll put you in a situation where you are so far out of your depth, the only way this is going to come together is by the power and the miracle working power of Jesus. That's where he wants us. Is at the end of the day, he'll get all the glory because it's his vision. And that's what a legacy vision is all about. Our position now is the legacy of the last 80 years. And we get to set up now vision for the future generations to come, which is so cool. Very exciting. So the next season is going to be pretty good. The next season of vision for Activate Church in Hamilton We've got all sorts of things going overseas and different things happening. But the next major step for us here in Hamilton is to develop a faith precinct or a faith campus. You can use whatever word you like. And that's going to really shape who we are and where we're going for the next significant period. Uh, where are we heading? Well, we, we believe that only God can do this. But we believe that he's asked us to stamp a thumbprint of the kingdom of heaven on our communities. And it's not just a spiritual thing, it's a physical thing that he's asking us to stamp. That's why it looks like a campus. Establish a thumbprint. And so that's exciting. Um, we've got a, do you want to bring up the next slide? That'd be awesome. Thank you. Hey, wahi hapai orangi o te iwi, which means a place to support the well-being of the community. We're going to see incredible impact into our city in the generations to come. Not only in our city, but in our nation and the nations. I, lo I love this. You would have seen this around this brochure. Can we go to the next one? Thank you. Now imagine creating a legacy of hope. Our vision is to build an open community campus that will see the needs of our local community being met. Wow, that's cool. The vision is to build a precinct for the people of Hamilton so that the local community will know this campus as theirs. That's a key. The community needs to, to own this campus in the sense of this is ours, this is our place. This, the, you know, we'll be able to meet the holistic needs of the community. We can bring the goodness of God in our local community, uh, to our local community. We'll offer excellent community and social services and we will see our local community with crime down, poverty down, violence down and hope up. We're going to be a light, a city on a hill. That's what we've called to be. Light on a hilltop. We believe true hope is found in personal relationship with Christ. We also believe that it's our responsibility to wrap excellent quality practical service around this hope as an expression of God's goodness to our community. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be, there's lots of reasons not to do it, except for God's asked us to do it. So we'll do it. Yeah, that'll be fun, eh? Yeah. So kingdom legacy is one that will impact people for generations to come. And we're building holistically, spiritually, physically, and in community for every part of life. Our precinct will also operate as a hub, enabling our key elements to expand our missional purpose around the globe. Replicable, relocatable, scalable. It's going to be amazing. Our vision is an expression of who Activate is called to be. Who Activate, who you're called to be, who I'm called to be. 
It's not about an institution. It's about the church of God, who God's called the church to be. We're called to create an outpost of heaven. You're called to be an outpost of heaven. I'm called to be an outpost of heaven, to activate community transformation uh, by wherever, whenever, being like Jesus. That's what we're about. And we've got our five areas that we'll build on, faith, education, social services, social justice, and medical. I have people come and say things to me like, oh, you're sort of shooting a little bit beyond your weight and stuff like that. I don't see it that way. I just see that we've been obedient to what Jesus has asked us to do and we're stepping out in faith. Saying, okay, Lord, if that's what you put in front of us, if that's what you're asking us to do, I'll do my best to do that and we'll do our best to do that. It was prophesied uh, over me not so long ago. Actually, it's been from several different angles over the years. Don't build too small. Don't build too small. Now, I'm not convinced that it's talking about a physical space, but it probably includes it. I think it's actually talking about the spirit. Don't confine what God wants to do. Don't confine. You see, I believe that whatever God places in your heart, you'll find a way of being able to express it through what he's called us to do as a church, which is pretty cool. I believe God's asking us to stamp a thumbprint of his kingdom that will leave a legacy hope for generations to come. Prophetically, I really feel a stirring that it's more important than ever that this has a physical aspect to it. The, the church is under a bit of pressure, under a bit of criticism and different things. And I believe that going forward, having a physical location is going to be so important for society, but also for the church. Something of a light to the community. And that's what, you know, when I say that's what I'm convinced of, I'm talking on behalf of all of our team. We're doing this together. I'm just saying I because I've got the microphone. Uh, what's it look like? It looks like a modern, vibrant, need-meeting, innovative, passionate, focused, professional, hearty, and welcoming faith precinct. Community transformation is and will be our global legacy. It's what we're called to. So we continue to build by faith on the shoulders of those who've gone before us, creating a long-term kingdom legacy for those who will follow us. We're just like a spot on the time continuum. So this is the call of God for us, and part of what it looks like in our next season is a faith precinct. So where are we up to? Well, I had the incredible privilege last week of announcing that this building sold. That's great. That's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's miraculous is what it is. It's part of a series of miracles that God was doing. So what does this mean for us? This means that now that this is sold, it's the first domino to go in a, in a series. Jan wrote that on a text last week. When we sold it, she goes, I feel this is like the first domino to go or something, and I read it, and I couldn't get my head around it. I said, what has a pizza company got to do with this vision of God? I must have been hungry at the time. And she goes, not that, you idiot. It's, it's, it's like dominoes. She didn't, say, she didn't say idiot, but it's the way I read it. <laughs> the first domino of many. So, so what's that mean for us? It means we're moving. That's what it means. And um, when are we going to move? We're going to move this side of Christmas. 
In fact, it's highly likely that we'll move at the end of August. I'm smiling on the outside with that. I'm panicking on the inside. It's uh, high, highly likely that we'll move by the end of August. Yeah, two months, plenty of time. Um, and, but definitely, definitely this side of Christmas. So that's really exciting. Uh, it's fantastic, actually. Um, so we're going to have to be really flexible because things are going to look a little bit different. You know, there'll be a little bit of inconvenience. Someone's going to move your seat. You'll turn up one day. It's not even like your seat won't be here. It's like we won't be here. I think this is so significant because often when God shifts something in the spirit, he shifts something in the natural as well. And so for me, this whole stepping in the natural into a new season is really the mark of the new spiritual season that we're stepping into in God. And, and, and I get that it, it's going to cause a few issues. That, that's the way it is. But, you know, that's all right. We'll be okay. And, um, and we'll just kind of we'll work our way through that. Jesus never said, do you know what the greatest enemy of the call of God in your life is? Comfort. Comfort. The greatest, and, and that applies to us as a church, the greatest enemy of us stepping into everything that God has for us is comfort. I was talking to an older gentleman this morning, quite an old gentleman. He's a lovely, lovely guy. He's been part of our church forever. And he said to me, I love this vision, it's wonderful, but I'm really upset you're moving. This is my spiritual home. I said, it's not your spiritual home. You know, we've been here, we've been there, we've been here for a while. What it came down to at the end of the day was he really, really wants his funeral here. That's fair. That's fair. He's been part of the church in this building for 20-odd years, or oh, 30 years, whatever long we've been here. That's fair, but it's our comfort that'll stop us stepping into the call. In fact, if we don't step into the call, we'll end up dead anyway. Hey, because we'll miss what God's wanting to do with us. We've got to step in there, and we step in confidently. So we're going to develop a campus. Can we pop that next picture up? Let me show you. We just signed off this as a, a couple of our, the trusts, this is our, our 50-year master plan. So it's big rocks, details will change, but in essence, so we're shifting around the road to where ATC is, okay, and round off Ruakura Road. And um, we've been working for well over a decade there now. Well, ATC's been there for a long time, but we've been working um, intentionally for the last decade trying to buy some of the property around ATC, and we now have roughly five acres over there, which is great. It's a lot of land. And um, if you're wondering where ATC is, this is the main ATC building down here. We just cut half of it off because we can do what we want. And um, let's go to the next picture because I like that. It shows a bit more. How's that? How's that? So, that's pretty cool, eh? The potentials of that are amazing. Amazing. So, so some of the things will change. I know um, someone saw the thing that said uh, art gallery this morning and that really looked, lit them up. We're talking about medical and we're talking about education and housing. Um, this building here is already over there. 
and uh, this, the church, we've bought this building to be the, the temporary, the temporary long-term church while we build this building, which will be a theatre and community centre for the whole community to use. And uh, the church will meet in that one, but then this will turn into a um, youth centre and something. We'll work it out as we go. The most important thing is that there is a fountain somewhere. <laughs> the architect, I keep saying to him, where's my fountain? He goes, he thinks I'm joking, I'm not. <laughs> I said, have anything I want, I want a fountain. So all I need is a fountain. I've got pictures of Vegas in my mind. Well, they've got the fountains, you know, the fountains. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe, it's, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Only for the fountain. So, at this stage, it's pretty cool, eh? There's plenty of room to dream in there. Be a gym, be a cafe. Someone said this morning they wanted a pool. It was Maria. She said she wanted a pool. There's a pond. <laughs> with a fountain. Come on. I want one of those fountains that comes up out of the ground with the shiny lights and we can play like worship music in time with the fountain. There, I've just redeemed it. There we go. So, so this is what it's going to look like for the next little bit. Number one, we've just got to make it work. Whatever it looks like. We've got to make it work, okay? We'll do that, and then we'll establish um, our, our temporary home in that front building down the bottom right there, and, and we'll be there for some time as a church. We'll be able to use that. It might take us a while to get in there, but we'll be there for some time while we build the other building, etc. And, um, and then we'll continue to develop the campus from there, and it'll take time. But this is an incredible moment, really, stepping into the next season in God. There's some barriers there. We need to pray for cooperation. Like, this building here has tenants in it, and in talking with them, um, they were happy to go, but they've changed their mind. And so that just, all it means is it delays our timing, but the story's not finished yet. I'm meeting with them tomorrow, so I'd appreciate your prayer. And, um, and, and things like red tape. You know, we, we need resource consents and change of use consents and all these kind of things to fall into place so that we can step into what God's calling us to do. But we can do it, and it's going to happen in Jesus' name. So what can we do? How can we help? When I say we, we're all in this together. Number one, pray. Pray that God will have his way, that he will establish what he will establish, and that we will have the wisdom and the uh, insight and foresight to step into the things he's calling us to step into. Number two, um, I really encourage you in, in Global Legacy, part of this, um, the offering that we're going to receive at the end of the month will go to helping us get into this and all the different things that have got to happen. So we can give. Number three, we can volunteer. So there will be things for us all to do. Right at the moment, we're just starting to pull a small team of people together with the, the right skill set and everything else to manage a project like this to get the wheels turning, get things going. And that'll be amazing. So, you know, if you're sitting there going, I've got, I've got a skill set which is just going to be vital to bring this into life, that's great. Let us know. Let us know. That'll be great. Um, four, be full of faith. Be full of faith. God's got us this far. 
I could, I could list off miracle after miracle after miracle that's got us this far. So by faith, we step into the future. We'll be the two spies. The two spies that had the good report. They had the good report. So, so we'll step in full of faith. Um, what else can you do? Be kind. When you turn up and your seat's gone, be kind. When you turn up in another building and you can't find a seat, be kind. When you're feeling a little bit apprehensive because it's kind of stressful because you don't know what's happening, be kind. When you ask a leader and they go, I've got no clue what's happening either, be kind. (laughs) Be flexible. Be flexible. And most important of all, be part of the journey. Come on the journey. Allow God to stretch you. Allow God to stretch your vision. Allow God to stretch his purposes in your life so that you can, you're going, well, how, how can we make this better? Lord, what could my part be in this? How could I reach the city in this? Because I believe that this vision is uh, large enough that we can all find a place of purpose in it, that we can all outwork something that God has placed in our hearts and on our lives in it and through it. I mean, that is just a physical representation of what God is asking us as a church to do in the spirit, to reach out, to create place for, for people where need is met, where people find hope, where people find wholeness. And that's it at the end of the day. So the next season, next season is going to be really exciting. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be inconvenient at times. It's going to be full of faith. It's going to be history making. And I pray and I invite every single one of you on the journey because it's going to be great. Amen.